All right. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to episode four of Chasing the Chip. My name is Moise. How you doing, Dree? I'm good, man. How are you? Tired, man. Still tired of the Wizards. Not quite <laughs> as tired of the Wizards anymore. We'll get more into that later. Oh, I'm very much still tired of them. I don't <laughs> care about one win. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I barely care about that one win. I'm, I'm lying. I care very much about that one win. Okay. I respect it. <laughs> I'm wearing the Hachimura jersey and everything. Just I can't quit them no matter what I try to do. But let's move on to some more pressing stuff. We missed out on Matthew Stafford. So I think the last thing I saw reported about us and Matthew Stafford was kind, uh, confirming reports that we offered 19 and a third. Yeah. Which was exactly the package I suggested on episode one. <laughs> kind of crazily. Then... Apparently, what happened was Stafford said he wanted LA, which means he didn't really want us, which means mm-hmm. you were correct on the last episode. <laughs> Qu- quarterbacks maybe don't want to play here as much as we think. Unfortunately, not. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about Stafford's fit in LA? Uh, I think it's a really good fit, but it's, it's, it's kind of funny to me. Like I said before, it's funny because they traded him to have more success in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. then the guy that they traded had more success than him. So it's just like, mm-hmm. but no, I definitely think it's a good fit. I think he's going to thrive in McVay's system. And with those weapons, like it's a very good fit and mm-hmm. probably win a division and arguably could go to the, you know, uh, Super Bowl and win it, but it's a lot that they got to figure out. So hopefully We'll see as it goes on. And we saw this year, the Rams' defense is legit. Yeah. So, I don't know if they were a quarterback away necessarily. I mean, they have a lot of pieces. I don't love their defense. I like a lot of it. You know, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald are maybe two of the best players in football at their respective positions. Mm -hmm. So, you obviously have a great base. But, I don't know. I don't know what – something is just giving me pause about the fit, and I don't know what it is. They seem to love each other. I mean, apparently Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay are literally on vacation together right now, which is—I was gonna say—it pro- does not seem legal, but you know they're doing it. So, uh, but it's—I don't know. It's Stafford is a good quarterback, really good quarterback. Definitely, he can win you games. He's clutch. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. I mean, we saw it against us this year. If he didn't flop, I mean, funny saying game. that he can win games when he doesn't, but you know, <laughs> well, he doesn't because I know, what you, I know, what you, yeah, Detroit, right? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, but it's still, it's, it's funny. Like he does not win games. That's fair. That is yeah. fair. He does not win a ton of games, but he's never really been a position to win games. Like I think he yeah. steps into LA and he automatically has the best team he's ever played with, which is sure. insane given he's been in the league what now twelve years. So I mean, yeah. hopefully for them it works out. Show you how. But- Good. Yeah, I was gonna say just goes to show you how poorly Detroit is ran. It's it's terrible. I mean, did you see the report that he said he wanted to go anywhere but New England? Yeah, like I don't even know why people thought that that was going down. Like, like I seen a report that said they hired Matt Patricia, or not that they hired him, but he was going to lure him there. And I'm like, did y'all not see the you know reports that came out before? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think many players who played for Matt Patricia want to play for him again. Yeah, dude's terrible. <laughs> dude does not seem very good at his job. So I understand Stafford's decision on that end to not go to New England. Yeah. I don't know. I What was your reaction to us missing out on him? Because I was happy they didn't offer more than what I suggested because I thought that would have been a little bit of an overpay. Yeah. But it, I'm still kind of bummed out that he, he didn't 
we didn't land him. Yeah, I mean, considering our options, I'm a little bit bummed. But at the same time, I didn't like personally, I didn't like I wasn't really sure I wanted to give up 19. And that might be crazy to say, because we probably aren't going to get a player that's, you know, better than Stafford. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I also like I just feel like I don't necessarily think we're QB way. I think that QB plays a factor, but I think that we have more, you know, we have more holes than people think. So I wouldn't have hated the trade, but I also wasn't like, oh my God, we got to go do it and give this and that. So I definitely think it was decent, mm-hmm. a decent trade. And I'm happy that they, you know, went for it, but it didn't break my heart. Like I would have welcomed him and loved it. But at the same time, it's like, it is what it is. Just yeah, swing and miss. Next. Swing and miss because, and move on. Yeah, you know, you know, like last stream, I had said I had some question marks because he's definitely a baller, but mm-hmm. you can't deny his age and you can't deny his injury history. And granted, he hasn't missed many games so far in his career, but it's like, you know, that age and stuff, it catches up with you and our luck is just, it's just bad. <laughs> it is not great. So, yeah. but I want to at least stay on the topic of trading because it was another report. I don't mm-hmm. remember who it was that we were willing to spend more than a first round pick on a quarterback via trade yeah. if necessary. So I was just kind of sitting around thinking of some names other than the obvious ones about who that might bring in. I want to know your thoughts on them. So the first name I have on the list is your boy. You're wearing the Ohio State on your on, right now. <laughs> what do you think of moving up for Justin Fields? I'm suggesting um, going up to, let's say, 10. Costing probably you, to go higher. Probably have to go higher, maybe yeah. to 8 or something. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of sliding down draft boards for whatever reason. But we yeah. go up to eight with two firsts and maybe the second third we have this year. I would love it. The only thing I have, the only thing I have to say that is kind of bad about it is I don't want him in Washington. So <laughs> it's kind of contradictory, but I would love him here. But I do not want to deal with this fan base and right. the, oh, he's Ohio State quarterback and da 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 because I'm an Ohio State fan mm-hmm. and I like the guys that have come from them. But it's just it's just going to be a headache. So I'm 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 going to love it regardless, and I'm going to welcome him here. I'm going to support him. But it's just a headache, and like I know me, and I know how I feel about Ohio State. I know how I feel about our players, especially Justin Fields. So mm-hmm. it's just I feel like I'm gonna be spending most of my time, you know, taking up with him. And there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But it's just a headache that I I know is waiting to happen. But I definitely would love it, and I you know I welcome it with open arms because I don't want a you know, the fan base and potential backlash to stop us from getting a, you know, franchise quarterback. But it's Absolutely. just definitely, that's the only thing where I'm like, ah. but if it happens, it happens. I'm more than willing to, you know, do it. What do you think about the trade package I laid out? Would you, would you think um, that's an overpick? Cause I'm trying to going from 19 no. to like top 10 is not easy. I don't know if even what no. I said, we'll get it done. Hopefully it will. But I mean, cause I think Mahomes went, they went from what? 16 to like 10 or something like that. Yeah, some yeah around that. I don't remember what the uh, exact pick pick it was, but either way, I think it's. I don't think it's off the table by any means. Yeah, no, definitely not. And there was the uh, Kevin Sheehan report that the brain trust of Washington loved him, loved his character, loved his talent, and yeah. it's, it's hard not to like his talent. The guy, yeah, for sure. Ball. And yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I am a fan of Justin Fields. Yeah. I think he would do good in a Scott Turner offense because. It really uses uh, utilizes mobility in a way that a lot of other schemes don't necessarily make the use of. But yeah, I think I'm. I know what you're, where you're coming from on the whole fan base thing. Yeah. they're the bias it's against just, him is already going to be insane. Yeah, like because, they've already started, and I just yeah. feel like 
it's not fair to him to come to the situation and be judged for something that you have nothing to do with. And, nope. you know, just because he wears a school, you know, he wore a school jersey on his chest. And the crazy thing is plenty of these quarterbacks in the league today that are, you know, the best and who came from certain schools, they are the only person that was the best or they are the first or one of like two or three. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's kind of like, just because these other guys didn't succeed and they didn't have the same coach, didn't have the same complete system, didn't have the same player. So no, it's, you know, it kind of stares you away, but there's always been the same scout the player, not the helmet. Absolutely. And that's what a lot of people need to realize. And it's crazy because if we trade over Justin Fields and he comes here and he's, you know, excels, the first thing everybody's going to say is, oh my God, I knew it. And oh my God, he's the first day Ohio State quarterback mm -hmm. to do this and that. But, you know, they were some of the main people that were like, oh, he can't do it because he was an Ohio State quarterback. And I just feel like in general with those type of things, it's just it's just bogus to me because yeah. I just feel like if you got it, you got it. It doesn't matter which school you come from. You know, Absolutely. we've had guys that have come from um, lower schools. You know, you have the big name schools, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, but you have guys that come from smaller schools who don't always get recognition and they excel. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't, you know, it's Mahomes just about if you Texas have it. Tech. Like, what quarterback from Texas Tech have you ever heard of that has done well in the league? Like, come on now. I, well, ba did Baker go there for a little bit? I mean, Didn't yeah, transfer, but he, I guess, he, but you know, he transferred. But so even Baker came after um, Mahomes, Oklahoma. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, was, he came after Mahomes. It was like the year after, but I think he was at yeah. Oklahoma after. Either yeah. way, Oklahoma's really the only school where it's like consistently good quarterback play. And, and even then, it's... Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's fairly recent. Yeah, I mean, it's the last three. It's Hurts, yeah. uh, Kyler, and Baker, and that's about it. There, there will never be a quarterback university. Like, I, it's too hard. Because, yeah, it's too yeah, it's too hard, and you never, you never really know. Even with these schools, you know, dub DBU and LBU, like, mm -hmm. Ohio State, you know, a lot of like, people are starting to consider us DBU, but... You know, we, you know, Jeff, he just recently struggled. Yep. I still think he can, he'll pick it up, but he just recently struggled. I think we that's have a guys Patricia like Sean Wade coming up. And right. yeah, he, you know, he might struggle. Like, it's like, you know, the, you have good talent, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be said. Just like, just because the people that came before them was bad doesn't mean they're going to continue to be bad. And that's why we leave it to these people who can, you know, do the best job at scouting and not just, you know, box watching. Oh, I'm not going to draft this player because he came from this school and that school. Like it, it doesn't work like that. Absolutely. With that being said, let's move on to another guy who played in the Big Ten a little while before that, though. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> what would you? How would you feel if we traded 19 and a fifth for Kirk Cousins? Honestly, I hate to say this because I cannot stand Kirk Cousins with a passion, mm -hmm. but I, I I wouldn't hate it. I think that his cap will have to be worked out. But I think uh -huh. that the Vikings would take some of the hit anyway. But just for Kirk in general, as much as I despise the guy and I don't <laughs> feel like the situation went down like people like to betray it, no. I would welcome it because we definitely need to, you know, upgrade a QB. And I don't think that Kirk is amazing, but I think he gets mm -hmm. enough done. And like I said, I didn't want to trade 19 for Stafford, but I would have welcomed it. So it's kind of the same thing. I don't say, I don't, you know, I'm not saying, oh, go out and trade 19 for Kirk. But if it happens, right. it happens because we do, we definitely need a quarterback. So, and, and we sure. can't be picky. So if they don't feel comfortable with trading up for a rookie and they'd rather do that. So no, it's not necessarily ideal, but if mm -hmm. it happens, it happens. And I definitely think he could surprise some people. I don't think we'll reach our ceiling with him, but he's definitely better than watching, you know. <laughs> Hi, Nikki, Allen, yeah, Alex Smith. I don't, yeah. yeah. I don't want none of them. I would welcome Kirk back with open arms before I deal with any of them. 
And there's no disrespect to Heineke because he balled out. I just don't think he can sustain it for a long enough period. And I know a lot of people are going to hate that I just said that about Kirk. But yeah. just as far as the quarterback position, I don't like. I don't think he's great, but I don't think he's terrible either. And he's definitely a major upgrade as far as who we have in the building and who we had last year. So mm-hmm. it's not ideal, but I definitely would do it if it came down to it. I agree with you to an extent. Yeah. I agree that he is a massive upgrade over Heineke Allen and Smith. So it's just kind of better than what we got. And if there's no nobody at 19 that we love, just kind of yeah. trade it for the best case scenario, which I guess would be Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. But I cannot stand to watch Kirk Cousins another year. Like, I I think we know what Kirk Cousins is. Yeah. I want better. You and I mean, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and that's why I say I don't think we'll reach out ceiling with him. No. But as far as, like, just having a better offense, it, it it would be a lot better in that sense. And I, I definitely feel where you're coming from because mm-hmm. I don't I don't like Kirk. I don't want to nope. see him. Like he, you know, he had good games in Minnesota, and I'm still like that man's trash. So it <laughs> yeah. would hurt me yeah. to the core if I have to root for him. But at the same time, if it comes down to him, then I'm not gonna bash it. Yeah, it's not that. ideal, but you know, if, if it happens as a last resort, I'm on board. Yeah, but for sure, please try something else first, Rob. Definitely. Please, like please, I would, please. you know, yeah, we'd rather not have to deal with Kirk, but if it happens. I asked for a quarterback, so you just got to deal with it. <laughs> All right. So speaking of somebody better, let's talk about another name who's kind of been brought up a few times. I think mm-hmm. the first one I saw was by uh, Lurch from the Sports Junkies. Derek Carr. How are you feeling about Derek Carr for, let's say, a fir- it's probably going to be something close to a first and a third, maybe a first and a second, a future second to make it easier. I think in general, I'm kind of undervaluing these guys. The and I kind of overvaluing pick 19. I yep. don't like. I don't want to give it. Like I want a quarterback bad, but I don't want to give it up for these older guys. With that said, it's kind of the same situation with Kurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not. A, I, I don't. I wouldn't hate it, but I definitely would rather go in a different route. But if it comes down to car, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm going to welcome whoever comes to us, unless it's Alex Smith return. <laughs> yeah, but it's anybody we <laughs> I'll definitely welcome Carr. Be- yeah, I'll definitely welcome Carr, and I wouldn't hate it. It's not ideal either for me, personally, but I wouldn't hate it. I definitely would welcome it, and I definitely think that it's an upgrade, and like you said, if they don't love anybody at 19, then, and they want to go that route, then I'm, you know, I'm all for it. He's, he's not too old, and he's coming off two career years. He can't get it done. Again, I don't necessarily think we'll reach out ceiling with him, but it also depends on who we bring in so if we were to bring like trade for him and then potentially bring in like Allen Robinson or Kenny or you know one of those guys then you know maybe I'll change my stance but I still feel like Mm -hmm. in general we're a slight bit we have a little bit more to do to get to the Super Bowl so I think that we'll be in the playoffs in round two but as far as the NFC championship and the Super Bowl we'll have to you know upgrade a little bit more and do a bit more to get there Absolutely. But yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it. But part of that part of the reason I put Carr on this list and part of the reason I'm gonna mm-hmm. say I would love this trade, not because mm-hmm. he's necessarily the most talented quarterback in the world, but that contract is pretty good. I think he's only scheduled sure. to make around twenty million dollars for the next two years. So you might need to extend him after that if you wanted to, or if you wanted to just roll with him as a bridge. That works yeah. too. Kind of use do the same Alex Smith situation. But you can afford a receiver if you're only gonna be paying your quarterback, the same amount Alex Smith is making, if you, in theory, yeah. cut Alex Smith because you can't spend $40 million on two quarterbacks. But unless it's like an elite quarterback, like yeah. I'd be willing to pay Dak, but I don't think that's, that's another Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really like Derek Carr for his contract money. Like, 
Kirk is a little overpaid, in my opinion. For sure. I think he's, what is it, 27 million guaranteed? Yeah, like 30 guaranteed. something. Yeah. And then I think he got extended for even more money. So, I mean. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, his cap hits would be in like the 40s. That's what I'm saying. Like, as far as like how he plays, I definitely think it's an upgrade, but I'm with you. And I, yeah. if we were to get Kirk, we would have to adjust his contract, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I mean, restructure would probably have yeah. to happen. I'm. Please don't sign Kirk, man. Like, <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. But <laughs> as far as Kirk, I, I definitely agree with you. I like his contract a lot, too. And I definitely mm-hmm. would prefer him over Kirk. And again, that's why I was just saying, like, if we were to bring him in and then one of those top receivers, then we're talking about something completely different. But just in oh, general, yeah. I, you know, I I would welcome him. Open arms, no question. But it's just I wanted for so long us to get our own guy and, you know, bring mm-hmm. him in and, like, develop him i want a homegrown guy it sucks to you know see all these guys around the league justin herbert joe burrow Mm -hmm. all these guys around the league who um you know got drafted and now they're killing it for their organization and even though watson is leaving the texans you Mm -hmm. know they hit on him so that's something that i want but you know as far as car if we have to go that route i'll you know i'll deal with it but in my heart i really 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 want Want us yeah and it's just so much easier if you can draft successfully and find that quarterback but it's yeah. so hard to do. Especially I mean, when Amari, you're Washington. <laughs> exactly, especially when you're Washington. So Amari's saying Mac Jones. If he's at 19, would you take Mac Jones? Hell no. Okay, thank you. No need to discuss that further because <laughs> I am in full agreement. I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones. The Tua problem. When you got elite talent, it's hard to evaluate a quarterback. It's the, I mean, it's that, and it also, like, not, you know, not to keep it long, but it's that. But for me, with Mac, I just don't think he fits the system. So, and I think that he's already kind of peaked, so you mm-hmm. know what you're getting. Absolutely. And I just don't think that that's something that Washington needs to reach where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And so I'll mention this a little later again, but Ron yeah. at the uh, Mayhew and Herney press conference today, mm-hmm kind of dispelled that rumor of fitting the system. He said, like, he essentially Yeah, I've was, seen it. Yeah, you saw it, I'm sure. Uh, Scott Turner, what he said, has worked with several different kinds of quarterbacks, pocket passers, mobile quarterbacks, all of the, everything. I don't know. I guess we'll see if that's actually the case or if it's just a matter of a mobile quarterback is the only one that's going to yeah. succeed. I mean, yeah, you can work around whatever you get. That doesn't mean it's going to work. But we'll see more on that. But let's take... I'm I'm I want I don't want to get too hung up on it, but let's let's talk about the Hail Mary. Deshaun Watson. We're willing to offer more than a first round pick. Ron today in the same presser also mentioned he doesn't want to mortgage our future. I don't know if they're gonna be willing to offer three firsts. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. And that's something that I've been saying for a while. Like I know our fan base wants him and I know they've been preaching it and you know putting out all these scenarios. But mm-hmm. I've said for a while I don't think that that's the type of thing that Ron would do. I definitely think he would love to have someone like Watson, but as he said today, he's not going to mortgage the future and that's something that I've been saying that he would say and that's something that's also how I feel. I love Watson. I would love Watson on the team, but I also just don't feel comfortable with, you know, giving up potentially three first and you know two of our starters especially young guys I'm a big pain fan and, and I see him in a lot of you know uh trade scenarios and it doesn't you know really sit well for me because it's like he's the youngest of the tackles the mm-hmm. uh defensive tackles and stuff and I feel like he has the highest ceiling we don't I mean he may not reach it but it's just like I don't want to give that up and I don't, I don't want to give him Matt either, but I would prefer to keep the two Bama guys together who have, you know, pro experience and mm-hmm. college experience together For than sure. uh, giving up one of them. But I also know that that may not be enough because, like Keem said, um, 
they don't they want younger guys. So yep. you know, Matt's age could you know potentially cause some issues if a you know if offers were to go out. But mm-hmm. but I don't like I. A lot of you are saying add Washington to this defense, but they also want to give up key pieces to this defense. defense. You can't trade like Sweat or Payne and these guys and think that you're going to get the same defense back. We're going to take major hits, and I don't think a lot of people are realizing that. So if it happens, I'm all for it because it's Washington, but at the same time, I don't have any problems with what Ron said, and I definitely understand where he's coming from, and I respect it. And that was another thing Kime had brought up at the press conference today. Uh, I think he had asked Mayhew and Herney, is there a line mm-hmm. you guys are not willing to cross to acquire a quarterback? They kind of did the thing where they dance around the answer and they said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. the line exists, but they're never going to tell it to us." So yeah, and good. No, I was going to say, and I like because Ron is the defensive guy. I think that that's kind of something that would throw him off too. I don't even think it would be the first round picks. I think having to give up those guys that mm-hmm. played a huge you know, reason as to why he came here, why Del Rio came here. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't completely see. I definitely think he wants a quarterback, but when it comes to potentially having to give up that is, I think it'll be out of the question for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think the two def- yeah, the two young defensive players is going to be the holdup if that report is accurate. But I mean, there's still the possibility Watson just doesn't get traded this season and just kind of burns yeah. the last year of his contract. So who knows? Well, We'll we'll park that and see if there's any further update. Well, he got he got that extension too, though. So even if yeah. he does burn it, it's still. I mean, there's still, still four there. years <laughs> if they just don't want to trade him. And I don't think they're gonna want another like, uh, I hate to call it this, but Trent Williams situation where he's just yeah. kind of chilling on the bench or at home, not doing anything, or Le'Veon Bell situation even. Just yeah. Kind of there collecting, I, not even collecting but checks, but just like. Yeah, but I was going to say, but you also don't want to just let your quarterback walk out the door. I don't think that there's any way they can get Watson out, you know, to change his mind. Mm -hmm. But I definitely would understand if they, you know, play hardball and didn't want to trade him because Mm -hmm. it's like it's Watson. Like nobody wants to do that. Even if you are getting all of them first back and potentially, you know, those guys from our team, they don't the guys from our team they don't play quarterback so they'll be really good but that's still a big hole that you need to fill and then as far as the picks you can hit on somebody that may be better than Watson but it's a stretch so it's gonna it's gonna be tough and I don't think a lot of people are also you know realizing that they're definitely gonna play hardball and I definitely think that it I don't think I feel like if he gets traded it potentially won't happen until after the draft which is kind of crazy to say because you know you don't you like if they do want those picks they need to do it beforehand Mm -hmm. but as far as what we're trying to do, I definitely think we need to, you know, move and do things without considering him because I'm, you know, I'm not going to focus on him too much, especially if he doesn't potentially get traded right. until after the draft because I don't want to, you know, put my hopes into getting him and then we miss out on this guy or that guy. And that it's just really like, suck. as of right now, I'm moving on to the offseason and considering things that we can do without Watson being in the picture. So I would love it, but it's just, it's unrealistic for me. And, you know, I'm I'm not gonna you know uh, keep myself thinking about it or you know uh, clutching onto it because I just it's it's just far fetched. Yeah, I mean it, it's feeling more and more far fetched the further we move along as well. There's still yeah. reports coming out that the Texans aren't even listening to offers yet, so they're still trying to patch the relationship. And you know, you never know. There could be a scenario where Watson ends up changing his mind and wants to stay. I don't know how feasible that is. I don't know if it's gonna happen. I don't know anything yet. I think we'll With know that coach, more. I don't think it happens. <laughs> Probably not. I don't even. Who was what was his name? Dave something. Uh, Dave Cully or Cully, Cully. Or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He does not inspire much confidence in me. So I. I no, he's it's... like eighty, and then like <laughs> not eighty. He's like sixty, he's and old. then it's like yeah, like bro. If you, it's like if you to me, it feels like if you really, really wanted to get Watson back, 
and I'm not saying they had to hire uh, Eric from mm-hmm. the Chiefs, but it's yeah. like there was so many better options out there than to hire that old coach who was the co- uh, wide receiver coach when the Chiefs had no wide receivers catch a touchdown. Yeah. That just feels like to me like they gave up and just gave the job to anybody. Like if you want to keep your franchise quarterback knowing that he's frustrated, you mm-hmm. do whatever you can to get one of the best coaches in the building. And they just didn't do that. Which, yeah. So it's like it doesn't make sense to me because like you're playing hardball, but then you go out and do something so stupid like that. But <laughs> It is what it is. It we, is you what know. it is. I mean, yeah. we can only uh, we can only help the Texans so much before we're just kind of hoping Watson yeah. comes out, right? So I don't know. Maybe, maybe by some miracle, Watson returns, but I doubt it. <laughs> we both do. But let's move on to the Herney and Mayhew kind of press conference that happened. More in focus. So I know you saw the report and the tweets about them saying Alex Smith or them. I don't know. They kind of uh, somebody kind of asked if Alex Smith was gonna be there this year, and then they asked a follow up question when th- that answer was dodged. With would you be cool with a one or two year bridge quarterback? Effectively answering the same question, and Mayhew just said, "You just asked that question. I'm not answering it." <laughs> so, would you put money on Alex Smith being on the roster next season? No. I, I don't think so. And I feel like I feel like they're saying a lot of good things now because it's like it's Alex Smith and they know what he's you know been through. But I also feel like they want to upgrade quarterback. And mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I don't think that it's a decision that they want to make. They want him to make it, but I feel like if it comes down to it, he's not gonna be on the roster, especially if they get someone like Carr. Yep. Or, you know, even trade up for a rookie. He's he's gone. I don't think that there's really much of a chance that he comes here. So I don't want him to come back, and I definitely feel like it's not – like I said, I don't think it's the decision that Ron wants to make, but I think they're out on him. And, I, you know, again, I think that they're just saying it because they don't want to go the classy route and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't want to straight up say, oh, we're done on – you know, right. we're done with him because there's always a possibility for anything. So, you know, if something happens, then, yeah, there's a chance he's coming back. But as far as, like, our future plans and stuff, I don't think that they really consider him a viable option, but they're not going to, you know – come out and say that agree especially because if teams know that they're desperate then they're going to rise the price and it's just you know so For i sure. definitely think our fans are taking a little bit too much stock in that <laughs> but we'll see what happens because you never know with ron rivera <laughs> for sure for sure and i mean they, they they gave him the opportunity i think somebody directly yeah. asked him you know i think it was Rihanna walker from the athletic asked him will alex smith be on the roster next season and he said we'll evaluate all options with quarterback yeah then somebody asked him about Kyle Allen. Are you interested in bringing Kyle Allen back? He said, yes, Kyle Allen is in our plans. Yeah, that's, and, how, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that seems to me like Alex Smith is gone, and Kyle, yeah. if we do have a bridge quarterback, it's going to be Kyle Allen, which is what I've been saying pretty yeah, much same here. the end of the season. Yeah. Like, people it, don't realize Ron loves him some Kyle. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's not like Rivera chose Alex Smith, right? He only yeah. went to Alex Smith after Kyle broke his leg. Yeah. When And even when... Alex had like, or when Kyle had a concussion or something in the uh, in the Rams game, he came out and then the next game he started again after yeah. Alex played terribly. I mean, granted it was his first game back after the leg injury and the O line was playing terribly, which you can't really blame them for because it was against Aaron Donald. But Ali Smith was never the first choice, and I don't know if he if that is like an omen toward the future for him, but he's gonna win Comeback Player of the Year. I'm sure. They all respect and love Alex Smith a ton. So they're never going to just throw him yeah. under the bus like you said. They'll probably cut him some gracious way, the same way they did Adrian Peterson some at some point in the offseason, probably post with a post-June 1st designation because I think they get some more cap space. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It's it is weird that his name was mentioned so frequently in the press conference at all. Because yeah, I mean you won a few games with him, but it's not like he was lighting up the scoreboard. Right? Like, yeah, I mean he shows that yeah. leadership. He has that preparation aspect. He overcame some serious adversity. So props to him for that. You will be granted comeback player of the year, sir. But I don't know if he's but got it's it time anymore. to go. It's it's time. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he has it anymore. And I don't think his wife wants to deal deal with it either. No, I doubt that. And I think that's. I remember. Did you see the thing where she fashioned the uh, the leg yeah. apparatus into a Heisman or into now Heisman into no, a Lombardi? Super, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool, and I think is kind that of. That was her. Yeah. It feels symbolic <laughs> to me, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of like you know you reached a point and there. That's your trophy. Like pack it up. Yeah, I mean, here, you might never win a real one, but here you go. Enjoy yeah. <laughs> enjoy this. It's almost a more special trophy in some ways because it's more personal, but... No. No? no. Okay, no. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But no, I guess too, uh, any football player would also disagree. Yeah. I mean, the Lombardi yeah. the Lombardi. I mean, the sentimental value is there, but it, it's super, it, you know... It's not the Lombardi. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no. But um, I definitely... um, uh, As far as what you were just saying about, like, how... Freaking, he was mentioned. I think a lot of people want to know the same thing that we want to know. And I also feel like a lot of people know what's going to happen, but they kind of, you know, they like to get coach head coaches to say it. So it's kind of like sure. they want to trip, uh, trip up Ron to get him to say it. And it's like, he's the type of guy that's not, but mm-hmm. they, they love very to do it. And they also the just like, they also like to irritate whatever coach we have <laughs> and it happens to be him. So I don't think that it was like, I feel like we all know, but they, yeah. you know, and it also gets clicks. Like, for some for sure. reason, it gets clicks. I mean, quarterback talk is always what's going to get clicks, right? I mean, that's there's a reason we're talking about it. So, yeah. I mean, okay, so with – they also mentioned Heineke. Oh, they – namely, I think, Mayhew or Herney seemed very, very, very complimentary of Taylor Heineke. I don't know how much to read into that, but I think if they can't – land anybody it's going to be taylor heineke and not kyle allen who starts in 2021 just off of first feel i don't know that for sure i don't it's just what it feels like i i don't know because you know they've reiterated that ron has final say and kyle allen is ron's guy like i know you know i know that they like heineke and i know that he had you know the good playoff game but i also know that Ron has had Heineke before and, mm-hmm. you know, he's cut him in Carolina. Yep. He didn't, he waited till the last minute to bring him in here. We, you know, we've had quarterback issues all year long and that's what, you know, a lot of people didn't realize, like, and I was trying to get people to, you know, tell people like, Oh, they're like, Oh, Heineke's the guy. Oh, he's the guy. But a lot of people don't realize is he played well, but Ron knows him better than any of us. Absolutely. And I definitely think that that's his safe option to go to when things are bad. But I also feel like, the fact that he didn't bring him into the building until the very last minute, like we had Steven Montez backing up our <laughs> QB one for so long and we didn't bring yep. him in until, you know, like the last two games of the season. And that tells me like, I don't think that, like, I feel like, like I said, I, you know, it's his safe option. I think Ron knows that he can get it done for a game, but mm-hmm. I also think that Ron knows that he can't sustain the sets long because he's sustain small, the success long. He's, and that's what we, yeah, he's small. That's what his issue was in Carolina. Was small and kept getting injured, and mm-hmm. that's why I think it will come down to Kyle Allen. But he is coming off an injury, so you never really know. But honestly, I feel like if Ron has his pick of any of those guys in the building, it will be Kyle. Be but Kyle. at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Taylor. I would, yeah, I think either one. I think they'll kind of have a 
competition in a yeah. hopefully normal offseason because God knows we did not have that last season. So let's stick on the offseason, though, because when asked about our defense, Martin Mayhew said it was good to great. He said somewhere between there, which means they know they have talent, but they also know they have flaws, which yeah. is very refreshing to hear because if they were overrating the defense, I would be hitting the panic button. So as long as they know that there are still holes, I can trust Ron with guiding the defense in the proper direction. I think yeah. we all kind of know it's linebacker, free safety, and maybe one corner as big needs. So hopefully they take that seriously. But, he, oh, uh, I think he also mentioned specifics where he said when they were uh, game planning with San Francisco, he said there, there were definitely some flaws in the back end that we can take advantage of, but we, our quarterback didn't have time to throw it. Which means that they know the secondary was a problem. So they will be working to address, hopefully, the safety position because it's a position we have not had nailed down probably since Sean Taylor. I yeah, mean, no, they they know. Like, I think that, you know, they'll welcome landing back with open arms, but uh, they definitely still have that free uh, free safety hole. And that's something they got to figure out because even if landing comes back and he's healthy, Curl, I don't, you know, I don't see Curl as a... Um, viable free uh safety option he, I, he's, I. he's a strong safety Absolutely. i definitely think he's a better he can cover better than landing camp but it's not something that he can do long term and with some of the matchups that we'll have next year so mm -hmm. i don't really like that and i definitely agree with you that that's something that they'll you know they definitely know that they need to upgrade at. it's just a matter of who mm -hmm. but i mean we'll see that's something we'll see on, and I think they were very cautious not to name names and yeah. <laughs> not to do anything like that, because obviously it would be pretty bad if their first day on the job, they just kind of went out and bashed <laughs> yeah. the last roster. But, you know, I think as long as they are admitting that there are flaws, we can be confident they're still headed in the right direction. Yeah. Because us as fans, we kind of get carried away. We kind of see something we like and kind of run with it. I was definitely running around called the defense elite. I've kind of watched back. <laughs> It's it's close but not there yet. Kendall Fuller, Kendall best cornerback in cornerback in the league. Cornerback one should have made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'll, I'll maintain that. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, he's, I don't know. I think as long as, like I said, as long as the direction is good, we can put our faith in Ron for now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can my, agree on that. my only thing is kind of like as far as how they'll pay pay these guys because. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I don't think that Kendall Fuller at the time was a bad. Well, let me say this: at the time when we paid Kendall Fuller, I liked the signing, but I did think the ten mil was a bit much. And then okay. he came out the first couple games and he balled out. I mean, wait before let me before I say anything else. First, it was like a you know two two, uh, two to three mil difference, so it wasn't yeah. a deal breaker. But I definitely think as far as cornerbacks go, I don't think that he was on the ten m scale. But it wasn't something that like mm -hmm. was a deal breaker. Like I said, right. but back to what I was saying. Uh, that's what I said. I feel like it might be payments that kind of give me a question mark because now we have a guy like Darby where he's had a great year, but it's like, and he's going to have a market, but it's like, how much do you really pay him? Because we already have Tim Mill going to um, Fuller and mm -hmm. Fuller isn't bad, but he definitely fell off. And now you kind of got a situation where it's like you pay the guy for, uh, you know, being kind of better in the Super Bowl, And then now, you know, when it came down the line, he kind of fell off. So it's like, you don't want to get into a situation like that with Darby where, you know, you give him this big contract off one year and then, you know, things kind of go bad when teams uh, figure out how to play him more with us. And I don't know. It's just, I, I trust them to do it, but I also think that we're going to deal with a few kind of slight overpayments 
And I'm not, it's not, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. It's not a deal breaker for me, mm-hmm. but that's kind of my only drawback. Mm-hmm. He's not that bad at it, but it is something that I noticed with the D, uh, defense. He mm-hmm. overpaid Sean Davis, who didn't even play a snap for us. Nope. He, you know, kind of overpaid Fuller. And it's just some other guys. And yeah. uh, outside of the secondary, I think that we're going to move on from Foster. I don't think a lot of people would like it, but I think that they're go- they're going to finally do it. I think it's about time. I mean, he hasn't, yeah. he can't. From what we saw in training camp, he can't really move, right? Yeah, like he's, love to. Yeah, I mean, he's I the the injury you can tell really like derailed his career because he's, he's not the same guy anymore, and that's unfortunate. Yeah. But back to Kendall Fuller, I think they kind of had to overpay him, even though yeah. you know they drafted him. This is closer to his hometown, everything like that. We were three and thirteen. <laughs> it was it was probably a little bit rough trying to get free agents straight up, even though yeah, we, I mean that's why. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. Like, I know you were saying, like, yeah, I mean, two, three million difference is not is it's nothing small. I mean, that's a whole player probably. But I mean, I think I, I've ex- that's the only reason I excused it is because we we were really really bad, right? So, but speaking yeah. speaking of overpaid, all right, go ahead. No, you all right. Speaking of overpaid and hurting you long term, let's move on to some wizards because there's a player on this roster who we just gave significant money. Who basically cost us an entire game last night? I, you know, I, I hate to say I told you so, you told but I so. remember <laughs> vaguely telling you in skins that five years was not it. Five and years I, was not it. Not five years, eighty million, not it. I, I, I didn't mind paying Bertans for the year mm-hmm. or two, but I knew like that five years, eighty mil, and then most of it, you know, a good portion of it guaranteed. Like, dude. I love I love him, but it's like, bro, he has, you know, one, you know, one crazy year like that. He's been a, you know, viable bench option. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you can't just go around throwing dudes all that money around for Five nothing. Five years like, is a long time. And that's what I'm saying. If, if, you know, with basketball and, and football, I think these teams and these coaches, they get too stuck on the one good year. And, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you got to overpay, but at the same time, it's like, you got to be smart. And right. then another thing that sticks out to me is the Wizards were never going anywhere. So it's like you pay all that money to a shooter and you have so many question marks. We were one of the worst teams in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I'm not mad at them for resigning him, but it's like, why the hell would you resign him for five years when you don't even know, you didn't even know if Bradley Bill was staying. I mean, you had Brad, you know, for about two, three more years, but it's like, mm-hmm. what what the hell you make that deal? It just, it just was a bad deal. They also and had I, Wall I in the same yeah. contract, or like three more so years. Like, and then they got Westbrook, you know, so same deal, but. Yeah, it's like, I, that to me just tells me that this organization they just feel like they're much better than they are, and they're not. Absolutely. Like even with even with Westbrook, I told people like it was not going to go down how people expected. And I mean, maybe it's because he was injured or whatever. But mm-hmm. I knew from the jump the Wizards are not what our fan base think they are. No. It's we have too much to figure out, and it's just like again back to the contract. It's just like dude, like we are on the like we are on the cups of. of being a you know playoff team seven eight seed and then. Mm-hmm. On you know, potentially rebuilding, so to me, it's like, what the hell makes you go out there and sign a dude t- to a five mil, um, five year, eighty million dollar mm-hmm. contract? Like, it just, it just makes no sense to me. Then you have him come in the building. He's not, he's not in shape, nope. and he can't do nothing that he could. He's <laughs> shooting one of the worst percentages in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just a big liability, and now you're stuck in the contract for five years. And then, I mean, they could trade him now, but they're going to lose out so much. And it's just like mm-hmm. we just have a bunch of 
fools in the building. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Since returning from his COVID isolation, he is shooting 17% from, like, the, I don't, from three. Most of his field goal attempts come from three. So, I mean, he's not, he's definitely, I think on the season, he's shooting around 30% from the field, which is ridiculous. Last year, this guy had shot, I think, 40 plus percent from three. Oh, was competitive in the three-point contest. I think he put up like 26. Yeah, almost uh, went to the next round and won. Yeah, and this season, he doesn't have his legs, period. Like, you can tell all of his shots come up short. They all hit the front of the rim from whatever uh, area he shot them from. That is a bad sign for a guy who's known for for coming in (laughs) not in shape because that means he still does not have his legs. Granted, he had two weeks off from COVID. Did you see the report about <laughs> what Scott Brooks said after, as to why he continued to play Bertans in the Blazers game when he saw he wasn't playing well? No, I didn't. I've, I'm not even going to lie. I've been blocking the Wizards out. Like, I don't I blame seen, you. The, the last thing I seen was the next game, and even that game, I didn't even really watch most of it. Like, they're, they're just a mess. But no, I didn't see it. What, it, uh, Scott, what was it? Scott Brooks said, he had left Bertans in the game because he needs them to get back in playing shape. And the only way for him to do that is to play more minutes in the NBA. I mean, I understand the idea. That, I understand the idea. You know, yeah, I understand the but idea. But it's like, no. Like, but he's too much you, of a liability. You got to look at the situation he did, too. You could have played him the entire second and third quarter. Yeah. He waited until the, the second half of the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter to play Davis Bertans. When it mattered... I, <laughs> He subbed out Denny Avdia and uh, subbed in Davis Bertans, I think, around the 9 or 10-minute mark left to go in the fourth. Immediately, the Blazers hit two threes over him, and we went from down 8 to uh, to down uh, 14. Yeah. How do you allow that to happen as a head coach? And then he called timeout and left Bertans in the rest of the game. He just doesn't care. Like... He just doesn't like he always makes decisions like that. And it doesn't make doesn't any make sense, sense to me how our owner supposedly watches the games and continues to allow these decisions. Like this man should have been gone 10 games ago. He's terrible. There's like, no reason he's still all, employed. I agree. First of all, there's no reason that Breton should be in the game when we need like I mean, first of all, I mean Breton's is good in the clutch. Well, he was good in the clutch. Last but year it's he like was. if you need if you need a defensive lockdown guy, you you shouldn't have him in the game, especially not this year. Mm-mm. No. And even even if you need like scoring, yeah. especially from deep, Denny is shooting like forty five percent for yeah. three this year, and he's the best perimeter defender on your team, even though he's a rookie. There is zero reason why Bertans should be playing over him, especially in that game, except conditioning, which is <laughs> yeah, like are buy him a Peloton, man. Like why? Look, why like somebody just said, fourth quarter is practice time. <laughs> it probably much. is. Like, and he's always making says. them stupid little jokes. Like, no, like we are. I, I mean, maybe to him the season hasn't started yet, but I mean, it's we're very clear that in. it has. <laughs> what are, are we? We are sixteen games in. We are four and twelve. If the season hasn't started for him, I'm. How are How are and, you an NBA head coach? And, and and this is why I mean where I say like the Wizards are the, like one minute they're pushing for the playoffs and the next mm-hmm. minute they're you know on the uh they're rebuilding. Mm-hmm. These are these are decisions that rebuilding teams make. Like right. you you leave guys who aren't playing well in the game because you want them to do better. Mm-hmm. But it's like y'all are pushing the you know we have these two superstars as they say and they are trying to fight for a playoff spot. But then you make bonehead decisions like that that cost us games. It's like what do y'all want to do? Do y'all want to you know give up these guys and 
have us start from scratch or do y'all want to genuinely compete? Because if y'all want to compete, one, Scott Brooks shouldn't be the head coach. And it's like, if you're going to have Scott Brooks, Scott Brooks coach, you can't be making decisions like this. Like I said, I didn't watch the game, but I've seen it all last night. And it's just crazy to me that stuff like this is being allowed. Like you're an NBA head coach. If I can see it, you can see it. And it's just yeah. like, it's just, it's just a mess. It's a complete mess. And it, 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 it's like they never picked a lane. If yeah. you're rebuilding, rebuild. If you're going to compete, you have to make the moves to compete. Troy Brown Jr. should not be on this roster if you want to compete. No, he should Trade not. him immediately. First of all, almost all of the guys we signed in the free agency should not be on our roster. Nope. First, like, they, this roster is all over the place. First of all, you, you, you go out and trade John Wall for Russell Westbrook, who's, you know, finally healthy, but you don't surround him with, you know, complete – uh, shooters. I mean, they, you know, they you re-signed Bertans, Bertans thinking that he would be that guy, but mm-hmm. he's not. But I mean, other than Bertans, we, I mean, we have some guys that can shoot, but other than that, we don't really have any guys on the team known for shooting. Like, you know, Denny is shooting pretty well, but he's not, he's just his In first Israel, year. There was the you can't, you, of yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't really rely on him. And he's wasn't really known as a three point sniper. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it amazes me that you know that you're getting a guy in Russ who likes to pass the ball and you know, make a lot of plays and who can't shoot well himself, but mm-hmm. then you don't build the roster around him. Like the way that they constructed this roster around Bill and uh, Westbrook, it just doesn't make sense to me. It's literally all over the place. Like you said, Troy Brown shouldn't be on the roster. He's dog Doo-doo. poop. Yeah. <laughs> He's, dog- <laughs> He's terrible. He's not He's good. He's terrible. He should have been on the roster. Then you have Bradley Bill, who's a scorer, but Brad hasn't been as efficient as he could be either. So it's just like, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You have guys like Neto, who isn't doing anything. Like, he has one good game every now and then. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not slander Neto. Neto is, like, one of the few no. players who's playing above his pay No. Grade. We are not slandering no. Raul Neto. <laughs> just, because he, just because he plays above his pay grade doesn't make him good. He's ass. Right, but- like, like Amari <laughs> said, he's ass. <laughs> right, no, no, I mean, he might have been talking about TBJ, but I'm just using it for uh, Neto. He's ass. I, I do kind of – but I actually <laughs> like Neto as, like, an off-ball guard. He's one of the few guards that makes sense to play next to Westbrook. For, I mean, he's been hurt the last couple games, so – uh. Uh, Brooks has been no, running Ish me, Smith, which makes no sense with Westbrook. Let me say this. He's, he's been playing better than we expect, and he may be statistically one of the better players on the team, but that doesn't make him good. I'm, I'm, I want to say it. And I just don't feel like he – I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe I just don't watch enough games, but from what I've seen, it doesn't really – just it doesn't feel like a good fit to me. It, doesn't, it just doesn't. And like I said, this roster is just all over the place. I it's just amazing me how you watch these games every night how you pay these guys on the team and you don't realize these things like it's not that difficult it's, a lot of the personnel stuff is a problem they don't have any players who can play defense aside from maybe jerome robinson and isak Bonga, and then they don't play those guys i guess denny but denny's hasn't really gotten to play uh very much because the whole covid thing but they have three players who have the ability to play defense. Everybody else yeah. is physically incapable of playing defense. How is that allowed to happen in the NBA? Like, who just... I mean, Robin Lopez has stepped up defensively. He's not good defensively. I think he can't really move laterally well enough. He plays too much drop coverage, which means whenever we play pick-and-roll defense, we automatically are going to give up points, no matter what happens. Because he... Automatic. No matter what uh, the handler is doing, Robin Lopez has to drop because he can't guard the perimeter. That'll leave. How are you supposed to guard Steph Curry if you can't switch onto him? 
How are you supposed to guard Damian Lillard? Which we saw they just kind of didn't and just kind of <laughs> hoped he had a bad game. Which he did, in fairness, and they still lost. But how are you supposed to guard shooters if you don't have anybody on the roster who can prepare, uh, defend the perimeter? It's it's mind-boggling that this roster is made this way. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's not another thing. You have, you know, you bring it, like, again, you bring in Russ, and you have Bill, who's a stud and can score. But Bill is a guard-awful defender. Well, let me not say he is, oh, because oh, when oh, he oh, tries, oh. he can play well. When he tries to defend, he can defend well. But mm-hmm. as far as right now, he's a god-awful because he's not trying. So it's just like, you know you know what Bill's going to do. He's not mm-hmm. really going to give you effort on the defensive end if he has to go all crazy and score. He has to play 1v5 on the other end for 40 Yeah, that's what, I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so that's what I had to correct myself, because yeah. he he's not he's a better defender than he plays a lot of times and I understand why that is what it is but then it just goes to how this roster is constructed you know that he's going to have to take the load and you know put it on his shoulders Mm -hmm. but you don't bring in guys that can defend and you know take some of that pressure off his back the team looks so terrible because you know we have guys like Bill who has to do the you know score then we go on the other end he's getting exposed because we don't have guys that can take some of that heat off because he's tired he just you know uh, went up up and down the court, scoring all these baskets for us, and then he has to go down the court and defend, which we know he isn't because he's tired or he just wants to save his effort for the offensive end. Absolutely. And it's just like from the other four spots, you don't have guys that can, you know, make up for where he lacks. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what were they thinking when they, you know, did this? <laughs> like, it just it genuinely doesn't make sense to me. Very bold of you to assume they were thinking. <laughs> so, <laughs> True. I don't know how much of that they do over there, but I don't know. It's so Beal is. It's un- I think it's a little unfair to say Beal is a bad defender. I know you corrected yourself, but yeah. he literally has to play 1v5. He's leading the yeah. league in scoring, right? Like, no, I mean, especially I... when especially like when Westbrook was like not healthy at all and like couldn't score yeah. and was just kind of putting up six turnovers a game. He's looked a little bit better, especially since the Nets game, which was... Did you see the ending of that Nets game? Yeah, I did. Let's move on to That's... something a little more positive. Yeah. Let's talk about that. No, wait, wait. Before, before, okay, before we, we move, okay. I want to say... I know that Bill, you know, takes the scoring load and, you know, he does what he does. But I'm for me, I'm a, I was a defensive player when I played. I wasn't mm-hmm. that good, but I wasn't a defensive. I was a defensive player. So for me, it's like, I don't care how good you are on the offensive end. You can at least mm-hmm. try. And that's something that he lacks. So I, I do kind of give him a pass for it. But I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a good defender just because he scores. <laughs> I'll fair. acknowledge it. But at the same time, he can he can do better. Just like, you know, guys like Trey Young and stuff. Mm-hmm. They can do better. I mean, granted, that's not necessarily their game, but they can do better. But. So, Again, yeah, I also understand. Yeah, I do understand the situation that builds, and that's why I kind of corrected myself. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he still could, you know, try a bit more. But I do understand why he doesn't. But you know, yeah, I see what you but mean. We can I don't think something positive. All right, all right. I'll say yeah. one last thing. So <laughs> I, I see what you mean, and I think it's just kind of he doesn't have the personality to kind of take it personal yeah. like Jordan would do, right? Like defense is a matter of pride and ability, right? Yeah, uh, I played. I played a decent amount of defense myself. Frank, but no, I, for me, <laughs> defense was always personal. I am looking at a guy, and I will not let him score, right? Yeah. Like, I think I don't too. think Brad has that. Lockdown. For sure. Lockdown. Yeah, no, he does mentality. I don't think Brad has that. I agree with you on that. But I also think that we kind of give too many passes because it's like we know that, you know, Bill is going to score, but at the same time, sometimes he doesn't even really try. And I get it, but it's like, dude, if you genuinely want to win, you have to put in more effort. And I feel mm-hmm. like when it comes to these guys that aren't on our team, because, you know, a lot of Wizards fans are quick to call out Trey Young, but then when it comes to Bill, it's like, oh, Bill has to do this and that. No, we mm-hmm. got to keep the same energy because they both have to do two of the same things. That's fair. So it, it just it just comes down to that for me. And, like, even when we had other guys, you know, like Braun and stuff who wasn't being the best defender that they could be, we called him out, and that's just how it is for me. So, yes, I completely acknowledge the situation that he's in. Mm-hmm. And I don't 
put complete blame on him. But a lot of times defense is just about effort. You don't got to, you know, stare on your man and, you know, ride his every move. But at the same time, you can at least try. And that's something that we don't completely see all the time. And I understand. But at the same time, when you want to be, you know, the franchise guy and the leader, and you know that we're 4-12 and and we're struggling every night, you got to step it up a little bit, at least to get the guys that are supposed to take some of the weight off your shoulders to do that. And it just doesn't happen. By example. That's the way you got to do it. All right, positivity. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's go back. Nets game. That was a fun one, straight it, up. It really was. They went down, what was it, 31-13 in the first quarter. Came all the way back in the fourth quarter and somehow won after being down four with 12 seconds left. It was the Bradley Beal, I think, like 27 foot three. Something that has been very understated is... Garrison Matthews coming up with that steal off Joe Harris was an effort play that nobody on the Wizards has shown the entire season. And they had this man not playing on the bench, not doing nothing. I don't want to see a single DNP outside of injury for Garrison Matthews for the rest of the season. Give that man a real contract. Give him 25 minutes a game. He is one of your best players. Straight up. He is playing like one of the best players on the team. Kicking it out to Russell Westbrook for the game-winning three. While Kevin Durant sat under, the, stood under the hoop and watched it go in, there was almost nothing more satisfying than <laughs> the look on KD's face when he saw the ball was going in. I have seen the clip over twenty-seven times at this point, <laughs> and it gives me chills every single time. And it's, it's like you know that is very exciting, especially when you think about somebody like Russ. Because I mean, Russ isn't the best shooter, but at the same time, he does have some stats that. Last couple it's games, he's, been, better. he's looked yeah, good. Yeah, I was going to say, that's that you wouldn't really expect. But it's just to me, it's just funny because you think of the Kyrie quote where it's like, we got two <laughs> guys that can knock that mf down. And it's like, y'all, in two games, they both, both, games, they both haven't won. knocked that thing down. <laughs> it's, and ridiculous. it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And I'm and, and it's just kind of frustrating because we're 4-12, but then we go out and play teams like the Nets who have all that offensive talent and mm-hmm. can ball out. But when we play these other teams, we just settle and we don't do what needs to be done. And I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that they like it was a great game with the Nets, but they also like because we, we it was 147 and 146. Yeah, they even in that game, they had some things to work on because you can't allow 146 every night. No. But at the same time, if you can match their offense, it's no reason why you should go to Atlanta and put up like 90 to 100 points. Come on, bro. If you can match offense with the Nets, it's no reason why you can't match the Hawks offense. Like, it's just ridiculous. That was I, I'd almost want to write that off as another Bertans game because Bertans played way too many minutes that game too. But I agree with you. If you're gonna find way the only way to fight for you to find ways to win as the team is currently constructed is to shoot them out every single night. Yeah. It's gonna be hard, especially with how jam-packed their schedule is gonna be after canceling what was that, six, seven games or postponing them. To go out and have to shoot have to win shootouts pretty much every night is going to be exhausting. I mean, they're really, really high in, in terms of pace. I think almost number one. A lot of that is just because Scott Brooks doesn't know how to run an offense. <laughs> yeah. Thing. But it's going to be a tough road to see this team even get out of the lottery or to the play-in game, let alone... I don't I don't even want to say win two more games this month. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't seem like it's on the right track because every time... They take yeah. a step forward, they take two steps back. 
and that and that's my thing. Like I don't like I don't want to be that fan that seems to be always negative and stuff. But that's my issue with the Wizards. Like mm-hmm. one minute they're you know balling out and getting this win, then the next they're losing two three games in a row, and it's just like. This team doesn't make any sense to me. And I know we all love Bill and we're coming to love Russ, but we aren't winning anything anytime. So even if they turn it around, realistically, we're going to be a seven seed at most. Yep. We're going to play a team like the Sixers or, uh, you know, like Brooklyn or the Bucks or somebody. And we're going to lose. We're going to lose. Well, we're 2-0 against Brooklyn. <laughs> we are 2-0 against Brooklyn. But come on, bro. Come we on. haven't played hard. Come on. Come on. But I'm just saying, like, we look, we look at stuff like this, and it's exciting, but it also just speaks to how inconsistent we are. Mm-hmm. We can't go out and be 2-0 and against the uh, Nets and then go out every other game and just sell. Just like We aren't going to get anywhere like that. So, again, I know we all love building. Like I said, we're coming to love Westbrook, but mm-hmm. honestly, we're not going to go far. And I felt like that since this before the season even started, and mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely tough, but – I'm probably going to give them a couple more games, but they more fans and like the team organization and the front office in general, they need to be open to the idea of Blowing rebuilding. It like, it, it, yeah, it needs to happen. It's becoming more and more. The wins against the Nets, they felt great, but it just shows you more and more how inconsistent this team is and how many holes that we have. Because like mm-hmm. I said, in every win that we've, every game that we played, the two games that we played against them, we've done well, but then we've given up big points. And then we go to play other teams and we don't have the offense that we should or we that we uh lack majorly on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's that's an every night thing. And I don't want to see my guy on another team, but it's just like we gotta be honest with ourselves. This team isn't gonna really make any noise, even if they turn it around, because it's just not constructed well and it's just way too much going on. And we just don't have the like you we see all these other teams, they go out and they get these top guys and you know, they build around them. It's just that I just don't get that feeling. Like we have two top guys. Like we are, mm-hmm. we have two top, you know, 15, 20 players. Two debatably all NBA you know, players. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, we aren't where we should be. Like we see all these teams with these, you know, uh, amazing duos. And then we have us and we like majorly all these teams with these amazing duos are in the, you know, top five and playoff teams. No question. But then you have the wizards where we are, arguably have the worst record in the league and arguably look like one of the worst teams in the league. And it's just like, where does it end? Because we have one of the highest payrolls, but mm-hmm. one of the worst rosters. And it's just, it doesn't make sense because like I said, you have two guys who people feel like are all-stars, but it's like, you can't have two all-stars and be four and 12. Like be the 15th that, that's where it's seed kinda, in the East. Yeah. And that's it's just kind of tricky for me. All right. So let's end off. I got two things that are to be optimistic about. And one thing to be super pessimistic about. So let's do it in a sandwich, sure. sandwich method. First of all, Rui Hachimura was 10 of 11 against the Blazers. Played very, very well, which was a good sign because he kind of struggled uh, early on in the season. Let's go to negativity then. Apparently, according to Fred Katz, they don't view... <laughs> and uh, and Sham Sharani, I think, reporting together. They don't... They will not trade Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal has not explicitly asked to be traded. And they view Bradley Beal not as a not as a free agent in two years who's bound to leave, but a free agent in two years that will resign with the organization. Which means they're committed to long-term rebu- building around Bradley Beal. And based on the last couple of years, I don't know if that's the right move. Because it's he's- not. Like you know, it, it's it, hard it's to so accept hard. the reality, but it's not, it, it's bro. Not right. We're it, not getting anywhere. 
we haven't gotten anywhere the last two years where he's and, been the main guy. And and honestly, it's crazy to even think that Bill wants to do that. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know every like I know we love Bill, but I also think that this fan base doesn't understand this. Like, Bill is a very good player, but the way that this team is, we're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what they do for real, especially when like they should be. I don't want to. I don't want to say we should actively tank, but at the same time, it's clear that this team isn't a team that can go head to head with the top pick or the you know I'll the second. It. We should actively tank. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, I'll we should. It. Like, we aren't in a position to be completed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. We aren't in a position to think that we are one of the better teams. Like, we have two good guys, but at the same time, we just aren't where we need to be with those two guys. And, again, like and I said, draft all class these people is love Bill. Yeah, all these people love Bill, and they don't want to see him go, and they we don't want to lose. But the reality is we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep being on that – we're going to keep doing that same thing every year where we win, you know, 30 or so games, and, we, you know, we're, we're not bad enough, but we're not good enough. And it's mm-hmm. just – I'm tired of it. I don't want to be bad, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm genuinely tired of it. Every single year, it's the same thing. And people – for years, they said, oh, it's Wall because he's injured. Oh, it's Wall holding – no, it's just it's because this team is bad the way that it's constructed. And it starts with the owner. And it's like – if like it's just it's even crazy to me the fact that we've got done we've gone we've been how we've been the last couple of years and how they think that re-signing Bill and you know giving him all this money and locking him down is you know completely the answer. I'm not opposed to Bill staying, but at the same time, if you can get a crazy offer, you know potentially like Wiseman and the Timberwolves pick, you have to consider you it. have to consider that the fact that they aren't even listening to calls it's just beyond me like we aren't going anywhere we're going to be in the lottery this year no if mm-hmm. answer bust about it like people can record this quote me whatever we're going to be in the lottery we probably have the first pick if not the first i will say top five you're overestimating top our three, luck a little top bit. three top five <laughs> no like i that's how bad i feel like we are i mean it could get better at the end of the year but yeah. we will be let me say we will be in the lottery we will have a top 10 pick no if answer bust about it and mm-hmm. potentially top five like i'm banking it and if we end this season with bill and what bill and rush on the roster and we have that high of a pick i'm going off like i don't care like suspension worthy i'm going off <laughs> and i'm going to go i'm going to go off at this fan base too because I know we got to wrap it up, but something that has irritated me these last couple of days is mm-hmm. the fan base has been getting irritated with media coverage. Like, I've seen tweets where it's like, oh, they're posting about Bill, but they always put something negative. The truth is, as good as Bill is, everything that he's done, it follows up with something negative. So they're getting mad that people are saying, oh, he scored like 30, you know, 40 in a game, but mm-hmm. he's lost most of them reality is that's what what it is like you know you can't be mad when they're telling the truth and then they're like they're acting like they just do that to bill they've done it to everybody and no again i don't want to see bill leave but the reality is the Wizards aren't going anywhere anytime soon Mm -hmm. the best part we can add in the draft is Cade, and we'll have russ so it's like how do you add Cade and have russ Uh, i think there's a couple other guys we can maybe that's actually not a bad idea for the show next week. I'll start at this no, point. We're we do down. have other guys, but I'm saying like the best we could add is Kate. Yeah, Kate is probably the best guy in the class period, and I mean he could. We'll, we'll go more into fit later on when yeah, sure. we're actually in position <laughs> to draft them potentially. But I don't know, man. I agree with you. It doesn't feel like we're going anywhere. It feels like a rebuild yeah, like is inevitable. Said, you- but you take a step, then two, three, four back. It's it's always a step forward, then at least two back. To everyone, that being it feels said, like it's inevitable. With that, that being said, the team they just. Uh, I want to get Bradley Beal to the All Star game. He didn't get there last year, 
He's leading the league in scoring this year. Even though the team is caca poo poo terrible, there is no reason <laughs> Bradley Beal should not be an all star. No, definitely not. But I will say, and this is no hate to Russ, but Russ is not an all star. He shouldn't be an all star. And sure. the fact that people are wasting retweets on Russ rather than trying to get Bill in, you're crazy. You're crazy. I'm sure I. Part of me still thinks he's gonna get in just because he's Russell Westbrook. I mean, he probably will. And his his fans are ridiculous. Like I've seen I've seen tweets where Westbrook has uh, Westbrook has more retweets than Bill, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude. But I mean, if he makes it, I'm not gonna hate him because no. he's he's always about players. But at the same time, if any wizard needs to go, it needs to be Bill. Like, not only and does he need to go, he needs to start. He needs to start in the All Star game, and that is our responsibility as fans of the Wizards. I think it's on NBA.com. All-Star voting is open. You can also tweet it out. Bradley Beal, hashtag NBA All-Star. Do your part in getting Bradley Beal selected to the All-Star team. I will say, though, before we leave, I won Beal in the All-Star game, and I'm doing my part to get him there. But at the same time, if he doesn't get in, then I'm not going to go off like I did last year because <laughs> I, I definitely understand some of the you know question marks people have. He puts up the numbers, but at it's the, the same time. Four and twelve, and you know the defense. So I'm Sorry, all I'm for it, and, I, and I'm yeah, I make it, I make it happen. I'm, I vote for him every chance I get, but yep. at the same time, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm tired of you know going bad shit crazy for this team. Excuse my language, <laughs> but it's just it's it's tiresome. Like I've done it with Washington. I refuse with the football team. I refuse to do it with the Wizards, especially after you trade my favorite player. No, I'm, yep. I'm, I've reached my point. No. <laughs> Speaking of your favorite player, Rockets are on a six game win streak. Must be I nice. need him. In, yeah, nice. I need him in the All Star game. Granted, there's some guards doing better than him, but I just feel like what he's doing with that team. I mean, it's well, let me not say with that team because they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing, especially coming with the injury, especially when everybody said, "Oh, he's done," like he's falling. I want to see him right. in the All Star game. But again, I'm not going to be mad if he doesn't make it. But I'm doing my part to get him there too. So it would definitely be dope. But mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. All right. So don't forget, vote Bradley Beal for the All Star team. Vote John Wall for the All Star team. Those are our guys. And with that being said, this concludes episode four of Chasing the Chip. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Chasing Chip, on uh, Instagram at Chasing the Chip. Also follow Phantom Sports everywhere at Phantom Sports Net on Twitter, at Phantom Sports Network on 